Welcome to the Women Like Me podcast for a woman who is ready to create the business and life she loves for a woman who wants it all. I am your host, Michelle, a success coach. Each week, I'll bring you amazing women just like you who have been able to fight golf in their own struggle, our personal journey that made us who we are today and who we want to become. I'm here to help you to close the gap between that dream you put in the closet to starting living it, well, how about as soon as possible? I believe nothing happens by chance and you are here for a reason. Are you ready? Let's do this. And that was not good. <laughs> not first. You're like, oh, wait, we need to, we need to record. Yes. How are you? I'm wonderful, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. This is like, you're like my third guest for today because today is like we're just starting, right? But yes. I'm so excited to have you on and I would love to have you on, share your stories because I just love that woman like you who could like use your story and inspire other women who maybe go a similar, uh, you know, go a similar situation right now or ever, like and find a path in it. And so I read that you're a midwife. Yeah. So why don't you tell us like a little bit of what you do and um, yeah, and share your experience. So there's, you know, there's, I kind of wrote two things in your, in your form because I'm like, I have sort of two cool stories, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so I was a midwife for almost 20 years and where I live, I live in Canada. And so in Canada, I, um, midwifery wasn't funded. There was no funding. So families had to pay me cash in order to have me help me be at their birth. And so what happened was as um, midwifery became funded and things were really good and I loved midwifery and then I started to burn out and it, it was ugly. It was all, you know, that I was sick, I was throwing up, I was losing weight, I was having all those things. And so I had to quit and I owned a practice. I had 10 midwives that were working for me and staff and I had all this stuff, but I had to quit. And then I thought, what am I going to do? And so I ended up refocusing. I thought, who, what do you do with a skill of catching babies, right? That, that's not a transferable skill. <laughs> <laughs> But I realized that I could kind of shift into helping people, you know, hone in on what they love to do, um, support people uh, in their relationships and in their marriages, talk to people about holistic sex and holistic women's health. And so I've shifted now into this, um, you know, as an intuitive life coach, a business mentor, and that's what I'm doing now. That's what I offer people now. So it was very different. Yeah. So what ch challenge did you have to overcome? So you this about your business then, right? So what challenge do you have to overcome to, to lead where you are today? Like the little detail of it. So I thought I didn't have any skills that I could use. Mm. I thought, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, I, I, I could just, do I just retire? I mean, like say I was catching babies. I was reading lab results. I was ordering ultrasounds. I was writing prescriptions for medications. I mean, what, what the heck kind of skill set do I have? And so it was a really, um, uh, it became a, a journey of, of real self-reflection and actually instead of those hard skills, you know, you're like, I'm an accountant. And so you're really good at being an accountant, but I actually had to go back and reevaluate some of the other things that I had and figure out how I could offer those soft skills in a way that was really meaningful for people. So I needed to figure out like, 
okay, I'm actually really good at couples counseling. I'm actually really good at talking to people about sex and their bodies. You know, I'm really good at these kind of things. And I needed to, to figure that out because at the, at the forefront, they, I didn't think I really had a lot of skills that I could do anything different. I'm like, oh, should I be a professor? Should I go yeah. teach midwifery? You know, which I did do for a period of time, but it wasn't, you know, that wasn't where my heart was anymore. So I needed yeah. to completely refocus um, and reevaluate. And it's funny, right? Because I don't know about you or your experience, but you know, your whole life, when you think this is your definition, what your title is, mm -hmm. what happens when you lose that? Yeah, I lost my identity, right? Identity, yeah. 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 And also like, I have three children, right? But like at that time, I didn't know that midwife was like possible. Like I live in Canada also, I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Oh, but, <laughs> but now like I like look into it a little bit of it. I went through three babies and having them at hospital. But if I knew about midwife, I think, I think I would have chosen the midwife option because it's more natural way, right? And with my second child, even though I have the epidural, it, she came up too fast. So I felt all the pain, but I was not prepared, right? Yeah. And with the stories that I heard from other people who have natural birth, it's like, it's pretty amazing experience, even though you did go through the pain, but you prepared them for that, right? Yeah. But, um, but I think I, if I did have my children again, I would have chosen the more like holistic, natural way. Yes. Because then you just prepare your body for it more. And yes. then when I have my third child, I went through internal bleeding, right? And I think that's when, because my body was not prepared for it. So like, you know, I just get pregnant nine months and then go to the hospital, like no preparation, nothing. Yes. So, but I don't think that's natural way of our body supposed to be, right? And that's where midwife come in yeah. to help you prepare your body for the birth. Yeah, and your mind, right? Like you yeah. say, who was talking to you about how you might feel, right? Or what you might be worrying about in your head, right? Yeah. yeah. My yeah. second daughter, I would just say it was the most painful thing ever, but it was like shock. It's like as like life and death kind of thing. I was not prepared because I was depending on the medication. I was yes. depending on the drugs to, to, to ease the pain because that I had that with my first child. My first child was easy breezy. I was just like sleeping it through. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't happen. I went through the whole pain and it was extremely, extremely painful. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, it, and, and like you say, especially if you're thinking you're going to have an epidural or a medication, you're like thinking it's just so unbelievably shocking. When she came like, up so fast. It was in yeah. like literally like, you know how it takes like 15 minutes or half an hour for the medicine she kicked in? Yeah. She came up in like five, 10 minutes and it was just so fast. Wow. So, like, so I did have the epidural, but it didn't kick in until. What? They got the epidural in and then you had your baby? Like. <laughs> that's how quick she came though. Like, well, it, it, yeah. And that's horrifying, isn't it? Because you realize you're like, like you say, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be nice. It's going to be like my last birth. And then you realize, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So with my third one, as soon as I got to the hospital, but I want it now. Like I want it now. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to be, but like looking back now, yeah, I think I would have chosen the natural, more easier, like more, more um, holistic way, right? Yeah. Well, and that's what midwives are good at, right? Midwives aren't about not giving you drugs. They're just about getting you prepared for what you want in your birth. What do you want, Michelle? What, like, okay, you had an epidural maybe with your first baby. Do you want that again? Okay, let's yeah. talk about timing. 
what what other things can we do to relieve your pain or make you more comfy right like yeah that's what midwives do right but yeah. I think for me at that time, I didn't know that midwife is an option. I thought it was something also like maybe it's belief too, because I just think that, oh, you know, now it's the, you know, well, at that time it was like 2003 something and 2018, 19. But I'm like, oh, now it's modern day. Why do we have to go use the, you know, the traditional midwife way? Why can't we just go to the hospital? But I know very little about midwife and positive behind it you know I didn't know much into it for me to explore further yes. and that's not giving them the option for my doctor like my doctor he's just like yeah you can go to this hospital and have your birth here and then go here and that's all I know right that's right that's right and you know it's becoming more and more mainstream if I can use yeah. that word right yeah. it, it, it coming back it coming back yeah yeah if you were having a baby in 2003 no no hospital. That's it. That's right. That's right. That was really the norm, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I can talk about that part. Um, or I don't know if you want to talk about this part, but I had a baby at 17 and dropped out of high school. And so then, what is that like? Well, you know, <laughs> that was an interesting choice. Um, you know, it was, it was hard, right? So, um, uh, I got pregnant and dropped out of high school, decided to, to keep my baby. And, uh, you know, um, I got married because that was part of my family story is, you know, we were, I was raised Roman Catholic. So it was really important that, you know, we do the right thing. And uh, so that was important in my family. So I did get married. Um, my husband was going to university. I was, you know, being the stay at home mom and, you know, that marriage quickly fell apart. Um, and I thought, what the heck am I going to do? You know, I've got, I now had two kids and a uh, high school dropout. So no education, no, not even a high school diploma, really no work experience per se. And uh, what was I going to do? So I had to um, really recreate um, a pathway for myself. And uh, I found out about midwifery. I was really passionate about women's rights and, and women's health. And so I found out about midwifery and there was no education system in Canada, except in Ontario. So there was no schooling. So I had to craft a way for me to get schooling and get some midwife to teach me. Because of course you can't study midwifery in a book. You can't read about catching a baby in a book, right? Because every experience to... is different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I had to go through all of that and um, figure out someone who would take me and teach me how to be a midwife. And, uh, you know, it was, was uh, yeah, that was my that was the journey. It was crazy. And then, you know, but it was a passion, right? It was, it was such a, I was so few, like, there were so many blocks, you know, there's no education. Uh, we didn't have, there wasn't anywhere for me to go to school because I had little kids. So I couldn't leave and go to school in Ontario or move. Um, uh, the, all the midwives in Calgary said they wouldn't take me on as, and teach me. So there were midwives here that were working and they said, nope, you're, we won't take you. So I had to find midwives who lived two, almost two hours away from me who would take me on. So I was driving all over Alberta <laughs> to, to learn about how to catch babies. And, uh, but it was a passion, you know, I, I was on fire and I was like, there's nothing can stop me. Nothing will stop me. I had four kids. I was driving all over Alberta. Um, you know, I was, if I was making 20 or $30,000 a year when I was practicing, that was lucky, you know, um, mm -hmm. there wasn't any money in it, but nothing could have stopped me. Nothing could have stopped me. 
So what is your life look like now? So now what did you now what do you do that to merge? So now you found your passion, right? Now you love really love what you do, right? So yeah. now how do you what is your day look like now? Like what do you different from before? So now, I mean, the, the, the main difference now is that, you know, I'm not on call. So no one's calling me at three o'clock in the morning because they think they're in labor. So I get a full night's sleep. So that is something every midwife I know will is grateful for. Um, but mostly, you know, I'm still doing all of the mentorship of, of women and supporting women because I really want women to have, I mean, it's your byline, Michelle. I went to your Facebook page, you know, you can have it all. You could live the life of yes. a that's me, right? And my, my byline is I'm living the life of my dreams. Let me live your let, let me help you live yours, right? So my day is my main my main focus is teaching women. So I teach classes. Um, I do see people one-to-one -one if that's something that they want to do. And it's a very holistic, sort of an intuitive space, but mostly I spend most of my days teaching, you know, um, teaching people, um, you know to find their own truth, their, to find their own heart fire, right? To find their own space of passion because there's no right way or wrong way, right? No, it's just everyone is unique. Everyone is unique, right? That's, yeah. that's right. So that's what I do. You know, um, I'm married to the man of my dreams. I adore him. We've been married for 15 years together for almost 18 years. And I love him. I travel at least 10 weeks of the year, you know, even in COVID. So I wasn't leaving Alberta, but I might have been in the forest or, you know, out yeah. at, at a lake or something beautiful. But, um, you know, uh, I have I have we have seven children together and we have two grandbabies. So I spent a lot of time with those grandbabies. And, um, you know, wow, you have grandbaby. Wow. You look so young. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be 48 in a couple of weeks. And again, I had my daughter when I was 17, right? So she's going to be 30. She's 30. And wow. so she had a baby when she was 20. So she's got an eight-year-old. So mm -hmm. yeah, you look very young. You look very yeah. young. <laughs> my first when I was 23. So yeah. I was 23, but my mindset and my mindset, I was like a pretty much a little kid, like a teenager. Yeah. I was sure. like, did not know anything. And you know, back then there was no internet. It was, it was just like, okay, I just learned from my mom and I read some books, but that's about it. But now it's different. Yeah. So how old is that baby now, Michelle? <laughs> she's 17. Yeah. She's 17. So yeah. you can just kind of guess my age was actually she's 17. And, and my second one, she's 16. She just turned 16. Wow. Yeah, 17 and a half and 16. And I have a two two and a half year old. Oh, I love that for you. <laughs> it's a big gap. Yeah, it's a big gap. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that's fun. So what uh what advice can you give to the audience who are listening, like uh that you would like love to give, like, you know, out there, like one inspiration that you want to give them? My favorite thing is to um, you know trust what you want to do yeah don't let society or the rules stop you you know because we all are living in a space of rules and just you know have the tenacity to follow through on your dreams right yeah have the tenacity to do that because it's hard right yes it can be hard there's a lot of roadblocks people telling us it's wrong, a lot of chatter yeah. Yeah. And safe, right? You're like, oh, I really should do this because that's going to make me the right amount of money, right? Yeah. <laughs> My dad used to tell me to always be a bank teller. 
I cannot think of a more dry and unhappy space for me, right? That, that would not have made my life on fire. But to my dad, that was a really good job. It was secure. It was, you know, stable. That's, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. I've never had a job. I've always owned and run my own businesses. So I'm on my fifth business, right? And yeah. So I to- yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, do what you want to do. Because at the end of the day, that's going to drive you to get up every single morning, right? Because when you're listening to what everyone else is doing or listen to what other people are telling you what you do, it's just that what they want to do, but they wish they could do, but they never take the step. But when you get quiet and listen, okay, what do I want? What can I use my skill? And from my experience, it's kind of like a building block, right? Even though, you know, you did midwifery for 20 years and then when it hit and you're like, okay, now what do I do? How can I merge what I learned? And now I can teach a woman. And when you change your mindset, went from about money to being service and how can I help other women? That's when you really expand, right? I'm like, oh my God, there's just so many opportunities for me. Yeah. And that's when you see your income growing, growing without even focusing on it. Yeah. Because you just focus on servicing. How can I help other women? How can I help better their life using what I know, right? And I always teach, so I teach people how to do healers training. So it's a two-year program of, you know, how to be like sort of a kind of an energy or a holistic healer. And uh, I always say to people, the only difference between success and failure is effort. That's it, yeah. right? only effort the only reason that i am successful is because i keep trying right yes and And not a fair mistake yes and and learn from your mistake right i love that we failed more times than we've succeeded you know (laughs) but i I think that's where it stopped a lot of people from going because they're like oh i failed therefore i'm not enough i'm not good enough i can't i can't do this but I want to say like, keep going. Like, if you don't like this thing, try something new. Try, like, I have a tendency where people tell like, oh, you try many things and you do many things. That's okay. Like, keep trying until you find your thing, right? Because if, like, just say, let's just say if, hypothetically, you did listen to your dad and become a bank teller, you'd probably be very, very unhappy. Yeah, yeah. I would be miserable. Yeah. But, but my dad was right. My dad wasn't wrong, right? That's yeah. why we get tripped up. Yeah. My dad was right. I had four kids. I was a single mom. You know, midwifery wasn't, I wasn't getting paid as a midwife. He was right. That was a safe job. It was secure. Yes. Everything about it made sense. Yeah. So my dad had my, my best wishes and my children's best wishes at heart. It wasn't an ill-guided suggestion no and yet you're exactly right Michelle I love that you nailed that that I would have just been miserable because I would have been doing something that wasn't my passion you know it was safe it was secure you know it was um the right job but it really wasn't right for me and I needed to have the confidence to trust that it could be a right for other people like maybe someone who's who prefer that right who if that what they want that is be perfect a perfect match right? Don't be, should be so good at it because I was a bank teller too when I was one of my first job as a younger. It was the perfect job at that time because I was going to school. I only have to work two days a week and it was good money compared to working at like the grocery store. So yeah. I loved it at that time. It was perfect for me. But as I grow and as my, ex- as like my experience go, it wasn't the right path for me. Like I, I didn't like it as much before, right? But for someone who's still in it, yeah, it could be before them, but it's like yeah. all come down to like, what do you want, right? Do you want 
do you want to go for this gym or do you just prefer to you know do this job or do that job if this is what you love then go for it if go for it right we all need bank teller we all need service and stuff like that right but yeah. it's all come down to like what do you want what fire you up and if this is not something for you then go for your dream go for what you want to achieve and in your case you did choose a different path right and now you 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 work with other women and you inspire them and you help them yeah i know a little bit of energy work if i actually know yeah a little bit but i'm actually learning about it too i, I find it's really amazing it's very cool yeah what do you know about it tell me more <laughs> well i'm just so learning i'm just so learning um I learned a little bit more about energy healings and stuff like that. And I learned it from Deborah King. I don't know you do or Deborah King, Deborah King. And, you know, I'm kind of just on this spiritual journey a little bit more and more and more and more. Yeah. Um, so I'm learning. Yeah. Just like, because everything is energy, right? Everything is energy. And when you learn how to uh, work with energy, things start to change and shift in your life that you never thought possible. I don't know, like, I don't want to get into too much about you. Oh, no, you're speaking my language. That's what I teach people now, right? That's all I, because of course, you can imagine midwifery was so spiritual. It is, it is. Talking to those babies, you're looking at these women and these families, and you're like, this is one of the most transformative experiences of this family's life. Yes, it is. And then, so it was an auto, it became automatic that I needed to recognize that that was actually what made me thrive. That would, that was what got me up in the morning was being able to love and hold that family in that space of this spiritual journey, whatever that meant for them. Right. Yeah. I've done every kind of, you know, uh, you know, ringing gongs when the baby comes out, cause that's the first thing they need to hear. I've baptized babies as they were dying. I have done oh every God. single level of spirituality in that realm. And that's what made me realize that was my hard space passion, right? Was just to love people and support them and say, okay, Michelle, you're amazing. How do I get to love you up so that you can go and do more of what you love, more of what makes you delicious, more of what, you know, the world needs from you, right? Yeah. And also, like, I know that, like, how we feel our energy affect everything, even from the, you know, the time that the baby conceived in the womb mm -hmm. and going through that, it observed everything how we feel what we're yes. thinking like our vibration it's like how we feel the baby in the room take that from us every single thing right and through the birth progress if you experience fear and like anxiety the baby get all that and that's where energy work come in because now i'm learning all this and oh my god like <laughs> how like how can i fix it what I was thinking, right? Because we need more mother guilt, right, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> but you want to give and you want to like, okay, how can I make it better? You know, how can I use what I learned now to make it better? But like, it, but the thing is like, it's so important, you know, for, for us to feel good in that, in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's been probably the most transformative thing of my life is just realizing that when I stay true to me, when I'm in harmlessness and compassion, right? Being true to me, I can't harm other people. Or yes. be, love like, yourself, love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it changes everything, right? Changes everything. Yeah. Compassion, yeah. especially like, and it's, and it's shown through your work, right? And the way you carry yourself, the way you do things, you do it more with a kindness, heart and compassion where then 
hey, how can I, how, how get this client to pay me kind of thing, right? You do it with more love and kindness and with gratitude, with love. It's, it's a different, different vibration, you know what I mean? Different energy feel. And it's like, and it's like people can feel that. People yeah. can really feel that. And uh, I don't know. I really love that. I so, I'm just starting to learn more of it, but like, the more I learn more, I'm just like, oh my God, what, what, what have I been doing? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we're not taught it, right? No, it's not. Or sometimes we're taught, you know, a little bit of it. And I don't know what your religious background was, but I was raised Roman Catholic. And then me I got too, really, me too. okay, then I got really mad. And I was like, oh, they, they don't like women. And I had all these like angry I was against things. it too. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, actually, the Catholics are like, crazy in their mysticism and their you know they believe in ceremony and ritual and so I had this complete sort of reckoning it doesn't mean I agree with all the policies of it but boy I sure learned to appreciate um some of that you know because it is all energy and that's what most religions are working with on some level you know they're solving our number one issue what happens when I die do I have a soul right like (laughs) these are our deepest fears right as yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think like, yeah, and also spirituality is like, I think I dig deep into like, I'm I'm like you, I'm a woman Catholic too, but I never really practice like, you know, you go to church once a week, but not really. Um, (laughs) um, But I really love the spiritual journey that I'm on because it's, it's touched back to religion, but not so strict, you know, like you learn, it's just a broader, more view. And you get to learn about like, your spiritual journey on a different level like I don't know it's really crazy for me like it's it's been really like wow I was like I just know that everything is possible like nothing is limited except for what we put on ourselves, like on our, our human mind right say like, oh I can't do that other people think people did it before and they fail you know like but when I'm on this spiritual journey and it taught us that nothing nothing is impossible like any and then if you think back about like how did steve job invented like lap, laptop or iphone and stuff it was never done before but he had a vision and then same thing with us like if you have a vision and it's never done before you can't achieve it if you can see in your mind and you can hold it in your hand and the more the more the more i learn about mindset and the more about spirit journey it's like merging to one and god spirit universe they all say the same thing. Like you are co-creating with God. You can do anything, anything if you have a vision. And as long as you step over the barrier and take one step at a time and overcome the fear and belief, then you can, you can achieve it, right? Yeah. And, and then your perfect example, like you have so many roadblocks. You're like, okay, I have a kid young there's no whatever but you have a passion you're like i'm gonna do it no matter what because you made the decision you're like i'm gonna do it no matter what <laughs> nothing is moving. i don't care how far i'm gonna get i don't care who's not teaching me i'm gonna find someone and you did and you did yeah 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 cool well i really love it thank you so much i was a lot a lot of fun i wish the audience have can resonate really much with you. Reach out to you if they want to work with you. I will share your links in the description. So if they want to work with you and reach out to you and then maybe like, maybe you can help guide them in your journey because I think more women need to stand up and really go for their dream, right? Yeah.
<laughs> it's the most powerful thing that we have, isn't it? You know, just that. Yeah, space. and especially yeah. being a woman, you wear many hats, right? And just think about, about like how far you have been, like how far you have, how how far you have come until today, right? But imagine that where you can go from now is only your limitation that you put on yourself. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like there's nothing out there that say you can't do it. That's right. right. Except for you. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much, Nadine. And this is, um, this has been really, really fun. I love to connect again. Thank you, Michelle. Me too. Thank you so much. Do you have any last word that you can uh, say to the audience or anything or just go, you be you. We need you. We don't need anyone else. <laughs> Just be you. Because everyone else is taken. You just be you because you're all unique, right? That's perfect. Yeah. Everyone else is taken. We really need you. So go be you and your all and all your imperfection and all your awesomeness. That's what we need. Yes, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for so much for your saying your time with me and with us. Um can't wait to connect again. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope today's episode resonates with you and inspires you. Thank you for listening. Do you know anyone who might benefit from this episode? Please share it with them. And if you're looking for a transformation yourself, subscribe to this episode. I'm going to be sharing with you tips and tools and strategies that I use to continue to change my own life. I want to help as many people as possible live abundantly and free. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And if you take a moment to share it on Instagram and Facebook and tag me, I'll be so grateful. Remember to hit subscribe until next time and expect amazing things to happen in your life.